Disputes Quick Listens, where members of our Disputes team discuss the latest legal updates and trending topics. Hi, everybody. My name is Beth Mopadzi, and I'm senior counsel here at Taylor Wessing. Yeah, and I'm Nick Mare. I'm a, a senior associate here in, in the Disputes and Investigations team. And today we're going to talk to you about a case uh, that we find interesting. Well, that probably everybody finds interesting. Okay, so the case that we're going to be talking to you about is the Vardy v. Rooney case, uh, also known as the Wagatha Christie case. Possibly the decision of the summer, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so this is a case which, you know, everybody will know the facts of, so we, we, we won't go into them. Um, you know, there's a private Instagram account, there were leaks, there was a sting, there was a big reveal about the fact that a particular, uh, well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself, we should really back up. I mean, what is a wag, right? Wagatha Christie. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, when I first came to the UK, I had no idea what a wag was. <laughs> um, I've since learned that it, it, it does refer to the wives and girlfriends of famous sports people. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they deserve to be famous, but uh, needless to say, they, they, just they are. are famous. They, they just are. are. I mean, both Vardy and Rooney are, are media personalities in their own Right. Although probably Rooney is the more famous one, given she's the one who is having her Instagram leaked. True, yeah. true, true. But, but I mean, arguably now the wags have sort of surpassed, yeah. you know, their their famous sports husbands. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a very, very English concept. And then, um, um, yeah. yeah, the whole thing centered around the sting that Rooney came up with. And this was really the like wow moment for me because she kind of set up this little little trap for Vardy, she sent out a series of fake posts and found out who among her friends was leaking these fake posts to the... And and Vardy walked right into it. And Vardy walked right into it. And that is what we call in the biz a a canary trap. Um, It's a real spy technique. I don't know if Rooney came up with this or she had some help, but nonetheless. Pretty uh, pretty ingenious. She's obviously a Tom Clancy fan of some kind. Yeah, I'm not sure Agatha Christie ever ever (laughs) used a a canary trap in her books, but um, I I don't think that the Tom Clancy case would have the same ring to it. But anyway, uh, Barty wasn't happy with the post. She called fake news and and kicked off this whole defamation case. But we're not really here to talk about the defamation or the libel. We're here to talk about the things that happened in the case or, or rather the lead up to the case, which was uh, the destruction of evidence by Vardy and her publicist, Miss Watt. Um, yeah, so so one of the big issues in the case was um, the fact that it was Vardy's Instagram account that was uh, responsible for the leaking, and Vardy uh, and her publicist, uh, Miss Watt, um, you know, sort of had uh, collective control over the Instagram account, and so there were instructions um, that were you know apparently given by Vardy to Watt to do the leaking. Um, and so the messages and communication between Vardy and Watt were of critical importance in this case. So one of the main sources of evidence was going to be the WhatsApp messages between Vardy and Watt. And particularly the, the screenshots in the WhatsApp messages. I'm sure you've used WhatsApp messages to send screenshots from other people saying, ha look at what this person wrote or yeah. posted on Instagram. Well, Watt and Vardy probably did the same. But unfortunately, all those media messages just... Went missing. Yeah. So, so th- and this is where it gets really juicy. Um, so there was uh, a loss of evidence or destruction of evidence. Um, and what's uh, particularly interesting is that there just happened to have been a loss and destruction of evidence of, of the WhatsApp conversation, both by Vardy and by Watt. Um, and so this is where there's a sort of series of improbable events that the court heard about. And so basically um, Vardy in attempting to upload 
the WhatsApp conversation uh, to an online platform, which her solicitors had set up for her. Um, her computer crashed twice during the upload. Her mobile phone turned off as well. And then apparently, um, subsequently, the laptop that she had been doing the upload on uh, was also disposed of because it had been damaged beyond repair. So and this was all very inconvenient, of course. Yeah, Miss Vardy said, oh, well, it was, it was something to do with the upload. And both parties got expert evidence on us. And Vardy's expert said, well, this is surprising and not what he'd expected to happen. But Rooney's expert said, this was impossible. And that's probably right. I mean, the solicitors sound like they did what any good solicitor does. Client comes to you, you go up and gather their evidence. They've obviously told Vardy to download her WhatsApp messages, knowing that they're going to be important. And Vardy has just gone rogue. Gone rogue. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's incredible how much time, you know, was spent on this at the trial, you know, experts, um, a lot of cost, a lot of court time. And it became, you know, a huge, a huge part of the case, um, you know, this actual sort of manipulation slash destruction of, uh, you know, electronic uh, mobile phone evidence. Yeah. And while it was incredible to think about how much cost has been spent on mm -hmm. this issue. I mean, mm -hmm. what, it must have been pretty serious, whatever they were hiding. Exactly. In order to spend a lot of costs. It, it didn't do Vardy any favours. The courts are really experienced in, in dealing with this kind of destruction of evidence points. And well, and let's not forget, there was another uh, destruction of oh. evidence chapter to this whole story. Um, <laughs> how which was what? How could you forget? <laughs> I exactly. know. So, so, so Watt also, you know, coincidentally uh, lost her side, uh, her, or I should say her copy of the WhatsApp conversations and messages. Um, slightly different way. There was It was not uh, through a... a, a uh, crashing and mobile phone disposal and, and and whatnot. This one where it was a series of improbable events whereby she was standing up in a boat in choppy waters and she dropped her phone when a wave hit. Um, and her phone is now at the bottom of the sea. Um, I mean, who hasn't dropped their phone? I though? mean, you know, it's, it's, I it's know a, I do it on the yeah. regular. <laughs> but the timing is really, is really specific here. So the, the incident uh, with choppy waters ha happened in August, 2021 which is the same month as uh, she was ordered to produce her device for inspection um, earlier in the month at a case management conference. So, you know, her, so, so what we have here are two sets of improbable events. You have Vardy's, um, you know, issues with the upload and the crashing, and then you have Watts issues with the waves and the choppy waters. And, and that has resulted in, you know, both of the, individuals involved losing the, the data. And so it's it's a series of improbable events that happened in quick succession, which the judge just did not find convincing in any way. No, and it really, it had really adverse effects for Vardy's case, which is, which is why it's so surprising she would do it in the end anyway. The judge basically said, well, this evidence that's likely to prove Rooney's defense is probably on the phones. And so the judge was prepared to make adverse inferences against Vardy. And judges, are, are, especially in the UK, are very experienced in making these sort of adverse inferences where there is destruction of evidence and from inferring from the lack of evidence, particularly where the lack of evidence is caused by a party, 
that something might be amiss. So absolutely. So it's not just a question of credibility. And obviously, here there is you know a serious um, credibility sort of issue that does happen. But it's not just that. It's just not not just a loss of face. It's it's in fact the actual very specific adverse inference. So the, the negative conclusions that can be drawn by the court based on that loss of evidence against the party involved. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it has had in this case an absolutely. Um, fundamental impact on the outcome of the case. But it could have been much worse, Savadi. I think she gets off quite lightly in this case because the English courts have said in the past that we're a party, a, a claimant, like Vardy is in this case because she's the one bringing the defamation claim, comes to court with and destroys evidence in support of her claim or in support of the defences. The English courts may well just be prepared to strike out that yep. case because it deprives the defendant of the opportunity to a fair trial and, and to natural justice. So the fact, you know, Rooney solicitors didn't pursue a strikeout or the, the court didn't strike out the claim on its own volition yeah. is um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It could have been much worse. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it, disclosure pilot, you know, any, any thoughts on that? I, I, you've got more I mean, experience with that than I do. It's certainly interesting to see whether a similar case would arise under the disclosure pilot. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it no doubt will, but once that pilot scheme becomes sort of mandatory in the commercial courts, solicitors will have obligations to ensure that evidence is, is properly secured as soon as litigation is in contemplation. I think I think that's what the solicitors did here. They did go to Vardy mm-hmm. fairly soon after she must have learned of the reveal post and, and felt that that was defamatory because they then instructed her to download the WhatsApp messages. Yeah, of course, as, of as course, any good solicitor would. Yeah, but I think the issue here was what the claimant did. And under the disclosure pilot, um, you might be aware that Parties now have to sign off and say, yes, we've, we haven't deleted any emails. We've taken steps to preserve documents, but we've also taken steps to send out, um, emails to other parties to say that we've, that they've preserved documents. So and, in this and case. So that there's no loss of a, of a phone in the, in the choppy waters. In, yeah. In the sea. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there are other steps that could have of been course. taken here as well. They could have, they could have taken a clone of the phone or they could have taken it into a professional. If Vardy was having difficulties, yeah, that's true. There were um, definitely certainly other ways. Sometimes that's yeah. cost prohibitive. Yeah, I mean, particularly in this case. Yeah, yeah, like, but I mean, I guess yeah. Really, the key takeaway is is that this uh, this issue is is taken incredibly seriously by the courts. Destruction of evidence, loss of evidence, is something that is not taken lightly, um, and there will be consequences, um, often very fundamental ones, for for any claimants um, or well, any party in particular, but claimants in particular. Yeah, so all around a, an interesting decision. Absolutely. And, you know, in my opinion, justice for Wagafa. Yeah, exactly. Justice for Wagafa. <laughs>